Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. We, we're locked on Clippers. A couple of best friends, Clipper <laughs> credential media folks. I'm losing my words. Clippers are on an insane winning streak right now. Two games in a row. Are you kidding me? Did you ever think we'd be here? <laughs> We made it, man. Uh, we made it. We also bring you uh, this podcast five days a week, Monday through Friday, seven in the morning. Make us your first listen. And it's the start of a win streak. You better make us your first listen this Thursday morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. So kicking things off, we will have a, you know, just a level-headed, reasonable recap of that uh, 126 to 115 win over the Timberwolves. We'll talk what we liked as well as what we didn't like. Just overall how we're feeling after that one. Uh, feels good. Just, just. You know, just way too early preview. Feels good. And then in Thirsty Thursday, we talk about who and what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sort of the shift in Reggie's role over the last couple of games, uh, as well as kind of the injury situation. All sorts of interesting stuff that we're thirsty to see more of. So can't wait to get into that. And then in Shavings, which is where we kind of wrap up everything else, uh, we're going to talk Pat Bev and his kind of performance uh, with the Timberwolves tonight thrust into the starting lineup. We're going to talk about uh, a new alternate telecast for NBA League Pass, which is... Oh, it's going to be so sweet. Especially exciting for Clippers fans. Uh, and just, come on, Valley Sports, do better. So all that and oh, more yeah. coming up right about now. But first, I got to let you know that this episode of Locked on Clips is brought to you by McDonald's. They're proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get a tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. Big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Clippers did, in fact, win their second game in a row, this time in Minnesota, 126-115 over the Timberwolves. A lot of great stuff to come from this game, but as we do with every single Clippers game so far this season, we have to talk about how good Paul George was. Tonight was like so effortless. We kind of talked about something we were worried about coming into this game. It's just sort of like his usage. And, mm -hmm. you know, at, at times he's had to try really hard. Like he he really had to do a lot in that OKC game to, uh, to, to sort of lift us out of that one. And tonight he was just skating out there. Yep. He looked great. He got five minutes of rest in the first quarter, which I think was so huge for the rest of the game. Um, he ended with 32, 6, and 8, a steal and a block on Carl Anthony Towns at the rim. Um, that block I, was absurd. They, that like, whole it, sequence. Yeah, he so he shot like a little turnaround over Pat. He blocked Cat, and then he hit Zoo with an assist. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, with an oop. Yeah. It was all good. We're going to talk about his turnovers and what we didn't like because he did have a few. But I don't think I he mean, had any. <laughs> that's not that's very much not true. I actually don't um, think he had any turnovers in this one, which was also great. He was so <laughs> he was so efficient. He shot 50 percent yeah. from three, 70 percent from two. Um, you know, it, like I said, it was just it was so smooth. It was so effortless. It was it was just great to see after seeing him. I mean, like he's had great performances, obviously, all season, but you know, he's been working a lot harder uh, very that's this, a very good point yeah, yeah this yeah. one this one felt like the game was kind of coming to him at a at, at sort of a different level so that was good mm -hmm. to see absolutely it's, it's weird that he's somehow getting into more of a groove after this game maybe despite already crushing um reggie jackson had a slump busting performance in this one he had 29 5 and 8 he went 7 of 9 from 3 like 
This is the exact, after the hug, as Clippers fans are now rightfully calling it, between Paul George and Reggie Jackson, he's on a tear. And this is, I mean, we're going to talk about it in the next segment, but Lou said in the post game that he's been giving Reggie more ball handling duties. So it gets him in the flow of the offense rather than running straight to the corner. And I mean, Reggie was feeling it from the jump in this game. Like he just, he, he couldn't miss. Absolutely. And, you know, finally the team as a whole found its three point stroke. Um, hopefully, yes. you know, we can maybe find a middle ground between this and sort of what was happening before. <laughs> yeah. 12% and 60%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did shoot 58, 58% on, uh, as a team, 21 made threes on less than 40 attempts Oof. is insane. That's just like, that's absolutely <laughs> insane. I, I, can't pull out a stat for another time that that's happened but that's just absurd uh batum had went six of eight from three uh terrence was a perfect three of three from three and i i like what for whatever reason uh i guess everyone's hand got used to the new ball maybe uh, yeah yeah, it took one day they listened to the pod and they're like we got to get this shit figured out they're like this makes sense that it's different it's not just me (laughs) yeah um justice winslow and bledsoe on o of six we're going to talk about that later um no batum had 20 points like this did this game was a bit of an outlier um but terrence had a great game like this is the kind of game you need if you're a team like the clippers that's very good and was just in a shooting slump. The The offense looked the same from the previous games, um, but we were just making our shots. And we saw, I mean, you kind of mentioned it a bit just now, but dude, Terrence Mann deserves this starting spot. He already did, but this game, I think, cemented it. Yeah, yeah. So he finished with 17, 2, and 3, which is great. I mean, I think that's his highest scoring performance so far of the season. But mm-hmm. the, the bigger thing for me is like the utility was just on full display. Ooh, yes. Um, you know, he he defends, he moves well, he was getting to his spots. Only thing that I guess is like a little troubling is he took a couple of in like in-game kind of yeah, knocks. Took on a big one. fall. Yeah, at one point he fell pretty hard on what to me seemed like his tailbone initially. Mm-hmm. Um he, he was kind of uh I don't know, it, it was apparent that it was kind of nagging him throughout the game. Um but I I guess that's my only thing is like, do you think that there is a question? from Ty Lu or, or from the organization about Terrence's sort of durability long-term, because I would think with his age, it shouldn't be a concern, but like you I mean, and he I have talked than on Luke this canard to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> but you and I have talked on this podcast too, about how like, it's kind of weird that it was never really spoken about whatever happened with Terrence's minutes in the postseason last year. That's a very legitimate thing. And I think, I think this durability issue is the domino of having Serge and Mook hurt, right? Like, if they're healthy, I could see Terrence Mann starting. But right now, we're kind of like, we're going to talk about the sample size and what that actually means for this Clippers team in a few. But, like, they can't af- I don't. I don't know. I think it might be a durability issue. But I think it's just because everyone else needs to be durable. If that somehow, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, um, I think if we have the full complement of guys, you could get a run. But with the responsibility he'd maybe have in that starting lineup with kind of this not what our usual starting lineup is going to be, maybe Ty Lue's a little hesitant to start. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's a reason. I mean, it, it, you also just run up other thing that we keep talking about of like just the butterfly effect of having so kind of few players. Um that, that that does get interesting. So anyways, lots of like from this game overall. 
Uh, didn't sure. mean to end. Didn't mean to end the what we like segment on that <laughs> note. Look, Terrence was great. That's the only takeaway you need. Yeah. He's great. All you need. He's 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 made a steal. Uh, he he's incredible. Uh, but what we didn't like, look, going into sort of that rock and hard place like rotation thing, like it seems like Winslow is more or less just kind of like out of the, this rotation. He played what seven minutes tonight. He barely cracked. Uh, and if things were any closer, I mean, would have been less than that. It's kind of weird. He, I mean, yes, his outside shooting is keeping him from this lineup. There's multiple instances where he gets the ball in a wide open three point position and then chooses to drive directly into either one or two Clippers players who are right in the middle of the paint as well, or he puts up a three and he misses. So he's definitely out of the rotation. He was brought on this team as a super depth piece. You know what I mean? And I think that's kind of showing. Like, you don't bring Winslow in with his poor shooting. To be a shooter. To, so to be I, like kind of the yeah. Yeah. Like I think he is out of the rotation, but I mean, I hope he's not fully out. Cause like you said, we need those seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. The the other glaring kind of issue from this game was just the turnovers. Oh uh, man. We, you know, we've averaged at like around 12, I think, throughout the season. And this game we were at 20, and it it was a comfortable 20. Oh, yeah. We had 13 in the first half, seven in the second. PG had like, I think PG had six turnovers. I think it was game. eight, but. Oh, yeah. Who's yeah. Counting? So who's who's counting, you know, this th- and this in this game specifically, like the 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 Wolves were kind of always within. We can get the win distance if we lock it down because of these turnovers. These things add up like with the way the Clippers were shooting, especially in the third quarter, where I think they missed like three shots total. This is what this is where turnovers kill you. Um, so that needs to get cleaned up. Thankfully, I, we got the win on the road with twenty turnovers. But I will, I'd be shocked if we get another win on the road while turning the ball over twenty times. Yeah, yeah. Another kind of like what we didn't like, and I, I guess it's just kind of weird. Is Luke Kennard really <laughs> didn't get a lot of shots up? Um, right. Yeah. It, it was kind of weird. Within the flow, like of this game and offense, like contextually, it definitely makes more sense. You know, we had so so many guys just kind of absolutely crushing. I guess I I only put this in here because he only attempted two threes, uh, and Bledsoe and Winslow each attempted three threes. So I feel like <laughs> you don't like uh, that math. <laughs> there's a pretty there's there's some shots I would definitely move from one way to another if I had my druthers. Yeah, that's a fair call. Um, we also, we have to give a tip of the hat to Luke Kennard for legitimately matching Patrick Beverly's energy late. Like, he drew a technical foul from Pat Bev. He was hounding him on the defensive end. Dude, Luke has like, he looks, Tyloo talked about it before the season started, so much more comfortable in every essence with his Clippers team and is doing exactly what we all wanted and what the Clippers need him to do. Like, even though he didn't make threes, this was a great Luke game, which is saying so much from where he's come from last season, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think he still shot 50% from three. It just wasn't on a lot <laughs> yeah. of attempts. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing that uh, when you, you know, get regular playing time, uh, you know, with a an actual role, uh, sort of how, how much more sure. effective you can be on a team. It's, oh, yeah. Pretty, pretty mind-blowing stuff. <laughs> and finally, the one thing that I didn't like, and I'm never going to stop talking about this, we only tied the Wolves and boards. Someday we will beat a team on the glass. Someday. 
but it's not right now. We're just tying. Um, real quick, how are we feeling after this win? We play the Wolves again on on Friday. How are you feeling, Will? Oh my gosh, so much better. Three and <laughs> three. They, I like three and four. Just feels so immensely different from one and four. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 a whole new ball game. We're you know we're steadily easing into five hundred territory. So oh yeah, uh, I feel pretty good. Let's slip those, yeah. Let's slip those five hundred slippers on after next game. I'm feeling good. Um, tonight was fun. There is some stuff to clean up if they want to get a win against the Wolves again, because now we're just seeing them again, like in 48 hours or whatever it is. But we got the win. Here's to more wins coming up. We're talking Thirsty Thursday, kind of what the sample size means for this team, as well as a new expanded role for Reggie. But first, we got to give a shout out to Rock Auto. Everyone who listens to this pod. Know that Will and I drive multiple cars. We have doubles. Triples is good, but we have doubles. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, sir, are you doing burnouts? And you say, uh, hell yeah, brother. And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand they happen to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. We encourage you to discover your own car parts needs. It's a very easy-to-use online catalog. It's fantastic. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now that you've saved money on your car parts where can you spend some money to make some money if you want to spend some money to make some money you gotta check out betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season no longer in full swing but you could attract that action over at betonline where you can get all the latest news odds and info for all your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action before the next pitch Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget about that promo code Locked On. All right, we're back with Thirsty Thursday, where every Thursday we talk about what we want to see more of. Um, I'm going to start this one off with kind of an existential question. We're seven games into the Clippers season. Given the injury situation, when do we get past the quote-unquote small sample size part of the season? To me, it feels like the real sample size is going to be like 15 games after everyone is healthy at the same time, not counting Kawhi which at this point would be game number 22 if Surgeon Moot come back for the game on Friday, which we don't think is likely. Like, when do we have to kind of settle into the reality of this is the personnel? Or, or do we feel comfortable waiting before we get an actual sample size for this team? If anything that I'm saying makes sense. No, that, that super makes sense. It, it's a difficult call because I, I do kind of find myself in the, in the same place, especially with a, a disappointing start. It, it is a little bit hard to sort of like contextualize that both like we are down guys and the yeah. guys that we do have you know this is their 
what like third season in two years um yes so i'm sure that like across the roster people are are feeling it in their own ways mm-hmm. um but no I, I think that's a fair call like not waiting to overreact until you know we have a few games of at least a, a semi-healthy um squad yeah <laughs> like, it's it's it is hard to contextualize because like <laughs> We're creeping up on that 10 game mark in the season. You're like, oh, shit, like, we're really in this thing right now. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what will what are you thirsty for? So I'm kind of thirsty to see the evolution of what this more ball handling for Reggie role is going to kind of look like. Uh, it's it's been very apparent that he's you know more comfortable and confident in the flow of the offense. Hundred percent. And we talked about this before, right? This was always going to be a little bit of the question. Like, as soon as we knew that Bledsoe was going to be a, a part of this starting unit, you know, to, to to sort of highlight each other's strengths, it kind of meant that Bledsoe would have the ball in his hand a bit more, and that would shift Reggie off ball. And, you know, on paper, I, I thought that that made a lot of sense. <laughs> well, on paper, it looked phenomenal. <laughs> um, but clearly so far it hasn't really been the case um you know and 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 it's only been really this last game that we've we've seen a reggie kind of um super feeling it you know he's he's you know he's put up numbers a couple of times but it's been pretty inefficient and and this was the first time that um that yeah he was like looking more confident in himself and i guess the other thing that i have is like should reggie need the ball in his hands this much though for like what it is he does for this offense, if that makes sense. No, that checks out. And I think that goes back to kind of my health thing, right? Because if if Mook and Serge are healthy, we see a lot more lineups with Reggie with more capable shooters kind of around him. I'm not saying Serge is like a capable shooter, like, you know, you can really rely on. But having even Marcus Morris back, who can very much hit threes at a regular rate, might relieve some of this. Because the big thing with Reggie this season has kind of been some of the decision-making so far, oh yeah where it's like what yeah. do you why are you taking this three but having those guys back i think just makes everything a little more comfortable a little more in frame for what he should be doing activity wise yeah no definitely I, I think that that super makes sense and look we have a lot of people who can handle the ball uh mm-hmm. in this offense um but i i just think i just think him getting some more ball handling duties definitely i mean once again, we're still in small sample size uh, as part of the season, but sure. I, I mean, it definitely looks like a market improvement uh, in, w- in what he's been doing, like sort of these last couple games. So a hundred, a hundred percent. And this goes into kind of the thing I'm thirsty for. I'm thirsty for 10 games to get here so we can get the starting lineup change. Like this has to be a 10 game thing with Bledsoe, right? He had a sneaky seven assists versus the Wolves and looked like a little better as the game went on. But dude, it has been kind of a struggle so far like i just the defensive rating isn't as good when like when paul george and bledsoe were on the floor together the defensive ratings worse the offensive ratings worse like it's weird that it's to say that bledsoe is so bad for paul george right now that i don't think he should be with the starters yeah yeah he he does appear to be making things more difficult especially like with some of the dumb turnovers and stuff Look, I'm fine with games where Bledsoe has six points and seven assists. Like, sure, I, yeah. I like, I, I'm fine with that. Um, I think that he's also another one of those guys where, like, the decision making has been really questionable. Mm-hmm. And you know, maybe it was one too many moving pieces to like 
to have Reggie, you know, as the assured starter and have Bledsoe come in and then be dealing with the, the injury to Marcus Morris too. Like maybe like that coalescence of things is, is, is just one too many things because it just hasn't looked, it just hasn't really looked like it's coming together so far. Like it, it doesn't really seem <laughs> yeah. like guys are on the same page. And I yeah. think if that's still what it's looking like after 10 games, like I don't really know. I don't really know what you're waiting for to happen at that point. Yeah. You know? Just put like Terrence Mann in. Like, yeah, that, like, like I'm, that's I'm, what seems so easy. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not really sure like what you're expecting to change at the 10 game point. I got another sure. thing on Bledsoe too. Like I just, is the guy suffering? Like, does he have some sort of injury or something right now? I just feel like part of his, part of his poor shot selection has been like, I haven't seen him like with the burst lately to really like get by people. Like is it, like is it fatigue? Is it I I don't know what's going on, but there were there were moments in tonight's game against the Timberwolves where I thought he was even struggling to get past second unit guys, you know? And I I, I just don't really know that that's I mean, you know, declines it's happen not, it's quick. Not good. <laughs> yeah, like declines happen quick and and maybe that's where he's just at in his career, but I I mean after seeing game one, I didn't think it was going to be, you know, this sharp. So Justin Russo, I agree that he's the burst is like a little weird. Justin Russo had a great tweet about how he noticed that Bledsoe really kind of locks in energy wise when he's guarding someone bigger than him. And when he's guarding someone who's like a guard and the same size, he doesn't have that same kind of oomph or like kind of intensity, like kind of trying to prove like, I don't care that you're bigger than me. I'm still going to lock you down. Like, yeah. I, I think. I think you're right. I think part of it is the the two seasons thing and just the crazy off season shortened and stuff like that. But I think another part of it is maybe him getting comfortable because the, the positive is he looks like he doesn't look apathetic, which I think is really what we've kind of talked about, like being the biggest issue with Bledsoe sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, I'll give it to this 10 game stretch. But man, if we're seeing the same kind of decision making and stuff after 10 games, there need there just there has to be a, a Terrence Mann switch in the starting lineup. What kind of improvement would you need to see? Like, what would like what does that look like to you, box score wise, uh, for Bledsoe? Like, because I mean, oh, for the one from size, three to start with. I don't want to see okay. anything higher than one in that three okay, point I'm, times column. I'm 100 percent on board with that. <laughs> oh, for one from three. I don't know. The assists have kind of been there. So, like, anything over five assists around, and I don't think it's crazy to expect 11 points from Bledsoe. No, I don't think no. that's crazy. Especially if he changes his shot profile. Exactly. That's where it, what it all boils down to is like, that's just what I'm looking for. And I mean, I don't know. Hopefully we'll see it soon, but the Clippers will not continue to have win streaks if Bledsoe remains in this starting lineup. As currently playing. Yes. As currently playing. Yes. Um, yeah, 100%. Final thing I'm thirsty for. Excited for the G League season to start. So Keon Johnson and Brandon Boston Jr. can get some run in. Um, starts about a week, November 10th. Brandon Boston Jr. isn't physically ready to play the kind of minutes some fans have kind of been asking him to. Like, he can play the end of blowout minutes and get his shots, sure. But there are people kind of saying that he should be inserted when the team, like, isn't shooting well. And I'm not sure he can score against that level of NBA competition right now. Like, blowout minutes, I get it, all that stuff. But, like, him facing first and second units 
That's not in the cards right now for Brandon Boston Jr. Physically, he can't do it, I don't think. And that's not a disrespectful thing. He's a skinny guy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really like I'm still really high on Brandon Boston Jr. But for sure. Yeah, man, I I even when we're going through these shooting slumps, like what shooter who has has more than proved it on this team? Like, are you willing to take off the floor in a slump like to to, you know, to have Brandon Boston Jr. in any sort of like close game or competitive game? You know what I mean? And that's not a knock on the kid. It's just like we talk about body of work all the time on on this podcast. But like Batum has the body of work with this team. Terrence Mann has the body of work Mm -hmm. with this team. Reggie. Reggie has the body of work with this team. Like what one of those guys do you not want to see on the floor to to like (laughs) have Brandon Boston Jr. out there? The answer is um, Justice Winslow, but sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough, fair enough. And then Keon Johnson. Keon's been sick for the majority of the season so far. What's going so on So he that? he also needs to get into game shape. Uh, according to some scuttlebutt we heard, Keon was defending very well in preseason camp before he got sick, specifically on Paul George. So it'll be good for him to get some reps in AC. Like, let's just get some of that personal improvement momentum going. Um, Definitely. I'm not for, worried for about Keon's defense. Like, yeah. He it's needs to find <laughs> some sort of efficiency, like <laughs> yeah. offensively. He, yeah, he needs to figure something out on that end of the floor. Hundred uh, percent. Coming up, we got a whole mess of stuff to go over in shavings, uh, including talking a little bit about the Pat Bev pros and cons, as well as just how much Bally Sports sucks. Uh, but first, we got to go shout to McDonald's. Uh, as we all know, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi, an endless surprise of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place where you always look forward to stopping out on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. And the Howard Homecoming really has a very poppin' McDonald's for those of you listening who are in the know. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody say Lockdown Clippers watch party at McDonald's? You betcha, buddy. Catch me in the South Bay. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else kind of floating around the NBA. And, uh, I mean, just to kick things off, you kind of had a a note about the Pat Bev experience. So, look, it was great to see Pat Bev in the Minnesota game. We love that. Um, I feel like you're about to enter the territory of that meme. That's the guy talking with all the swords pointed at him. So this kind of choose wisely what you're going to (laughs) say. He had a late tech on Kennard and then kind of a frustrated rush turnover in the end that did swing the game a bit towards the Clippers. The momentum was already kind of with the Clippers, but that's one of the double edged sword aspects of Patrick Beverly. He's the ultimate competitor, but late in games, it can sometimes cost you small momentum shifts. That being said, Christmas right Day now, versus the Lakers. That did that cost you something, momentum? No, wise, that buddy? was great. Uh, that being said, right now everything he's doing is better than whatever Bledsoe is doing, and I love Pat Bev. But this was kind of a, I, you know, we hadn't seen on the other side in a while, right? No, like, that's fair. It was it was the full Pat Bev experience. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, uh, Jamal Crawford, Quentin Richardson are going to announce an alternate telecast for NBA League Pass. Hell yes! This is going to be so much fun. Can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a good time. This is based off the Manning cast that they're doing where Eli and Peyton just like Zoom meeting with their friends during football games. So the Jamal Crawford, Quentin Richardson version is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I hope it's a Clippers game. It's got to be a Clippers game, right? Yeah, right. You like, think. What else would it be? A couple former clips. 
couple former clip greats. Like, why not? Um, all right, let's talk about Bally Sports. Uh, I've been building this soapbox for a couple minutes now, but if you were watching the game on Bally Sports on Wednesday night and it cut off with about four and a half minutes left, hey, that wasn't your fault. Bally Sports sucks, and the app just crashed. Um, I was so furious. I was on my com- <laughs> I was on my computer. I wasn't even on an app. Yeah, so I was on a Roku app on my TV, and then I tried to switch to my computer, and I saw a crystal clear Under Armour ad play and thought, great, after I've sat through this uh, ploy to get me to buy some polyester mock uh, workout gear, I will get to watch the, the kind of tense moments in the Clippers game. No, it just told me that it wasn't going to happen. They showed me the ad, and they're like, oh, shit's broken. Bunch of people on Twitter, we tweeted this out from the Lockdown Clips account. They said the same thing. They were like, oh, I thought it was just me. It's not. Valley Sports is trash. Um, and What's historically is trash. Be better. Be better. Um, Remember when they couldn't figure out like the how to run like a score ticker with the and like yes. the- <laughs> it's insane. The the score block still sucks. Also, yeah. the warning they give you when the stream isn't working made me want to hurl my TV through the window. Because it says something like, oh, the HTTPS isn't sending a response from the da-da-da button. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this information? Just make it work. What am I? Like, I'm not an IT person. Shout out to everyone else who is, who knew what was wrong with the Valley Sports. Maybe they should hire you so you can fix it. But like, don't give me specs. Don't give me specs when there's an error. Yeah, I... Just do better. Do better. Ballet Just sports. do better. Come on. Give me the classic. There's a great uh, Simpsons joke where anytime there's technical difficulties during a Kent Brockman podcast, they'd show a technical difficulties graphic. And it was a guy, like a drunk camera operator, like with like little bottles. Like, give me that. Like, give me a funny we messed up thing. Um, anyway, my soapbox is destroyed. I hate Bally Sports. Um, the company, not the people who broadcast on it. And then finally, uh, we got to send some good vibes to the former Clipper Tobias Harris right now. He's, uh, he's dealing with a case of COVID, which seems to be one that is not, you know, some people have it where it's like, oh, I lost my sense of smell. And it was no big deal, despite being a pretty big deal. And some people who have like physical, you know, a, a little more intense symptoms. It seems like Tobias Harris is dealing with the latter. And yeah, just, just sending good vibes. He needs to heal up. There was also kind of a few NBA players who went in the protocol like to the day we're recording this. No, oh, interesting. Interesting timing. Interesting coincidence. It is all Halloween party's fault. That's that's what we're blaming this on. Um, I think that wraps it up. Will, is there anything else in shavings we have to go over? No, there's not. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Friday's episode, we're doing a double game preview for you. We got a preview of the Wolves and Hornets game. A Love Mary Quarantine, which we do every Friday. It's a fun time. And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if someone stopped you on the street and said, you look like a very professional person, but you also maybe might host the Clippers podcast, where would you tell them to listen to this Clippers podcast? Uh, I would tell them to check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Menthol Pods, which is for pods oh, you know, more, more tasty and refreshing than a Newport yes. cigarette. Uh, so definitely check us out there. If you wanted to help this show out, you could leave a rating or review over at iTunes or on the podcast app. Five stars really helps us out. We mentioned mm-hmm. it up top, but we do come at you five days a week, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. We would love to have your listen. We would love to be your first listen while you're killing that windshield time on your way to work. Shout out to everyone. 
Um, but yeah, that that wraps it up. I have been positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. And as always, we appreciate you. <laughs>